friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, May the 19th. Wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness today, brothers and sisters. And I am grateful that you are present with me to break open God's word with me today. So today we are going to follow up immediately uh, from yesterday. As yesterday we did the vine and the branches, right? Uh, John chapter 15 verses 1 through 8. Well, today we are going to follow up immediately after it. And it's about the shortest gospel verse you will ever hear. Uh, on this or any other pod who are uh, doing doing uh, scripture for you. So today is John 15, verses 9 to 11. 9 to 11. Now I'm going to read it out of Eugene Peterson's translation because yesterday I did as well. And I just like how he approaches this whole thing. So it's very possible that tomorrow's I'll read out of this as well. Uh, I'm, I'm giving you a little heads up here. But uh, let's break open God's word together and see what it is the Holy Spirit has for us today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I have loved you the way my Father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I have done. Kept my father's commands and made myself at home in his love. I've told you these things for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, two things, really, that I just want us to chew on today uh, and to ponder. And, and gosh, out of three verses, the fact that these two really can sit before us and, and very easily we can take them with us into our day. And the first is this. When Jesus says in the first verse, in, in uh, verse 9, I've loved you the way my Father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. How, my friends, and, and somewhat this is rhetorical. Now, I will answer it in exploring the answer, but really the, the, what makes sense, what's most important, is how you answer it. And so if Jesus is inviting us, saying, listen, I've loved you the way my Father has loved me, you, disciples, which is us, right? Make yourselves at home in my love. How did God love us? So the New American Translation says it this way, as the Father loves, loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. How does God love us? Well, we only have one person to look at, right? To help us understand that, the incarnation of God, the one who is not pretending to be like God or imitating or hoping that, that their actions are like God, but the one who reminds us again and again in John, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? So if that is true, and it is, 
what does God's love through Jesus look like? And we know, we've talked about it, right? It looks like going to the edges. Hmm? It looks like going to the, to the lepers and, and not just seeing them, which, A, is incredible because they felt unseen, right? Had to shout, unclean, unclean, as you're entering a, a village and everybody scattered. So not only seeing them, not only hearing them, not only acknowledging them, but touching them. I mean, again, getting that, that intimacy, you know, we, we talk about that. I, and, and Peterson, I love that, that part. He says, you'll remain intimately at home in my love, right? Intimate and organic. Those were the words we talked about yesterday. You'll remain intimately at home. Jesus went out to those who were on the fringes. And so if indeed that's the case, who are on the fringes of your existence and mine? Who are on the fringes of our culture's existence, yours and mine? How do we, how do we go out to them and not just see them, not just hear them, not just acknowledge them, but be present. Allow them to touch us and we touch them. Whether that's in a physical, emotional, whatever that spiritual level that we're talking about here. You know, Jesus, when he says, I did not come for the, the well, right? Now, and, you know, it is the sick who need a doctor, not those who are well. You know, and it, and it just, I guess, calls to mind for me the question, did God come in the person of Jesus Christ? Um, begrudgingly, because, oh my goodness, those people down there on earth, they just can't, you know, get out of their own ways. They keep shooting themselves in the foot. There are a bunch of people who keep making poor choices. Gosh darn it, I got to go down there and set them right. I, I just never got that sense that Christ was begrudgingly among us. But indeed, um, felt life fulfilled in reaching out to those who were lost. Because in, in, as Jesus says to us, bringing back the one sheep. What, what shepherd doesn't leave the 99 and go off and find the one? And when he does, he puts it on his shoulders and comes back and he tells all the others, rejoice with me. For I have found my lost sheep. That doesn't sound begrudging to me. That sounds like a God who rejoices in those who are on the fringes. Being loved. Being seen. Being heard. Our our God invites us into that same intimacy. Into that same place that he calls home. I've loved you the way my Father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. My friends, and he doesn't just say, make those good parts of yourself at home in my love. Make your entire self at home in my love. Those parts that are found, those parts that are lost. Make them at home. Because you know what? 
Our God is not begrudging. Do you know what? Our God seeks out those parts of us and rejoices when we don't build walls around them or try to mask them. And he can deal with them honestly. My friends, that's good news. That is good news. So that's point number one. As the Father loves me, so also I love you. Or as as Peterson says it, I've loved you the way my Father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. Second point. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done. Kept my Father's commands and made myself at home in his love. If you keep my commands... You remain intimately at home in my love. Or, as the New American says it, if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. I mean, again, it sounds very similar. But here's, here's the, I'll say the problem. Here's the trap. I, I like that better. Here's the trap in this statement. It's an if-then statement. If you keep my commandments, then you will remain in my love. That's what it sounds like. But I... That's the trap of what it sounds like. Let me, let me say it better that way. If you do this, then you'll remain in my love, which in one sense is very true, but it sounds like we are earning God's love. Therein lies the trap. If you remain or keep my commandments, then, okay, God's love will remain within, among, around you. I don't think that's what Jesus is saying here at all, brothers and sisters. Now again, you throw out my words if they, if they don't make sense to you. But not just because they challenge. I think Jesus is making a simple, declarative, true statement. If you keep my commandments, you are remaining in the flow. I'm going to come back to that because it, it just makes perfect sense. You will remain in the dance. You'll remain in this exchange of love. But the minute we decide we're not going to keep those commandments, right? And uh, I mean, again, don't just think, okay, well, you know, then it's uh, about uh, uh, the commandment to honor the Sabbath day or thou shalt not steal or, or commit adultery or whatever. You know, it's, it's the, that idea of loving God and loving uh, the self and loving one another. Really, because that's the essence of, of what the Ten Commandments or, or all the commandments are about. This idea of loving God, loving the community, and, and loving ourselves. If you are able to keep those commandments, if we walk in that space, we remain in the love of God, but the minute we decide to take ourselves outside of that space, maybe for ego or arrogance, but I don't think most of the time it's for that. Uh, I don't think most of the time it's for rebellion. I think we do it um, out of longing and out of naive, or maybe even not so much naive, ignorant, nescient, whatever it is, um, longing, desire. Let me let me uh, quote to you. Uh, a, I was reading Joan Chittister. Um, this was yesterday morning, in my prayer, and she says this. And I, and I agree with her completely. She says, sin is the sign that something is missing in our lives. All sins, now this is Simone Weil, uh, W-E-I, 
L. I, I hope I'm saying that right. Simone Weil, Weil. Simone Weil says, all sins are attempts to fill voids. I mean, we know that to be true. Right, brothers and sisters? Right, my friends? Right, my family? If it is true, all sins are attempts to fill voids, then sinning is simply that sign that something is missing in our life, that there is a void in our life that we are attempting to fill, and we are looking in the wrong place. I mean, again, you know this quote because I've said it a hundred times, but Augustine is, is so correct. Our hearts are made for you, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Our hearts are made for you, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until and unless they they rest in, in God. But yet we continue to look for those things outside. It doesn't mean God's not enough. It just means I forget, or it means I'm tired, or it means, boy, that looks tantalizing, and it looks like life is there today. And I step over there, and in stepping over there, and in seeking that life from someplace else, I'm stepping out of the flow. And our God reminds us, my friends, if you keep my commandments, you remain in my love. All I want for you is just to remain in this flow. Don't, don't step outside that. And don't look for that life anywhere else other than the one who can give life. Because the minute we step outside of that flow and are looking for that life elsewhere, through even things that are good, we're not going to find it. I was just chatting today with somebody about that wonderful uh, parable, right? Where Jesus says, hey, the, the, I don't know if it was a landowner or a king, whatever it was, somebody of, of import was throwing a banquet for their son, their daughter, uh, their family member. And, uh, and they said, go out and uh, the, the table is full. The banquet is ready. Go out and, and the, you know, bring in the guests. And they go out and they go out to the first person and say, hey, uh, come to the banquet. And they say, I, I just got married. Pray hold me excuse. I can't come. Or they go to the next person. He says, listen, I've just bought a piece of property. I, I got to go inspect it. I can't come. And he goes to the next and they say, oh, you know, I just uh, bought me a yoke of oxen. Pray hold me excused. I can't come. And the servants all go back to the to the person and say, you know, they, they can't come. And, uh, and the, the landowner or the, the person in charge says, my table must be filled. Go out into the highways and the hedgerows. Bring in anybody you find. My banquet hall must be filled. Brothers and sisters, any excuse. There's nothing wrong with getting married. I, I certainly, I, I, I hope not. I've been in that state for 26 plus years. There's nothing wrong with buying property or, or a yoke of oxen or business or whatever that is. But to the extent that we put those things in front of the flow, in front of our relationship with God, then they become stumbling blocks. They take us outside of that flow and they become more important to us. And our lives beginning revolving around them instead of the flow of God. What Jesus is saying here is simply a true statement. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done. Kept my father's commands. You know, I, I, 
my favorite books in the world that I've ever read are, are the Lord of the Rings trilogy, J.R.R. Tolkien. Just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. If you've seen the movies, they're really well done, but the books are, they blow them out of the water, of course. Um, but J.R.R. Tolkien wrote another book. It was, it was after the Lord of the Rings. It was kind of a prequel, as it were, called The Silmarillion. And it's a darn tough book to get through. I've tried it. I can't tell you how many times I've started it and, and uh, stumbled and, and still haven't gotten through it. But the creation story within there is brilliant. And, and it's like all of creation is this song and this singing. And, and different uh, parts of the angelic hosts create these harmonies that are beautiful, but it all goes toward the, the melody and it all is fantastic and it's, it's the flow. Even though it's this music and music-centered, it all surrounds this one song and it's all gorgeous. But then a group of the angelic hosts starts doing their own melody and taking it in their own space and it becomes disjointed with what the, uh, the, the melody is and the harmony is and it's creating its own music. And it's not in syncopation or, or with, the, with the original song. And, and, and I, again, that's all I'll say is that's the image, of course, of, of Lucifer and, and that um, group that is interested in their own song and not the song of God and not the flow of God. And what are God's inviting us to is saying, hey, which flow do you want to be in? Do you want to be in the music of God? Do you want to be in the ultimate song, capital U, capital S, or do you want to be in your own? So those, my friends, are the things I invite us to, to ponder today. I've gone longer than I meant to on just three darn verses. But point number one to chew on, as the Father loves me, so also I love you. How has God loved us? And how are we invited to be intimately at home within that? and carry that out with us and, and, and to those in our lives. And to what flow do we desire to be a part of? With that, my friends, let's just take that to prayer. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth glorious mystery, Mary is assumed body and soul into heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. If you're feeling lost today, know, know that it is our God who delights in finding, and he is searching for you and will rejoice when you allow yourself.